My dear people of the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, peace be with you. As I have shared with you in the past, in the New Testament, St. Paul often wrote to communities that were facing times of difficulty. When Paul did so, he greeted them with words of peace. In these same timeless words, I, who serve you as bishop, greet you tonight. Peace be with you. I'm grateful for this opportunity to be with you. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to me in the midst of so many other voices. I'm reaching out to you this evening because I would like to offer personal comments in response to the very unique situation we all find ourselves in. It is my hope that our time together will alleviate some of the concerns I've heard in recent days. I would like to share my heart with you as I answer three questions. Where are we now? Where is God? And where are we going? Again, where are we now? Where is God? Where are we going? So let's begin. Where are we now? Simply put, we are somewhere we've never been in our lifetimes. We have never been through something like this before. I cannot recall a time when we have had to face so many disruptions to our lives as we have had in the more recent week. We have all experienced disruptions at work, disruptions at school, and disruptions in social gatherings, to name only a few. And now, our normal rhythm of worship and public prayer at Mass has also been affected. In many ways, we are all in new and uncharted waters as we experience these radical disruptions in our lives. Many of us are trying to make sense of what this all means. I am trying to make sense of what this all means. The steps being taken in an effort to slow the transmission of the coronavirus and protect us all, but especially the most vulnerable, have no doubt elicited many emotions and questions, as we have all had to sift through much of what we are experiencing within. I would like to start by acknowledging the reality and the difficulty of where we are. And I want to begin by giving us permission to be where we are. You may be finding all of this particularly difficult. You may be sad or frustrated. You may find yourself scared and unsure of what to do. You may feel burdened with decisions that must be made for yourself and your loved ones. You may be unsure of what to think. You may be confused as to who to listen to 
amidst the many voices talking about this right now. Or you may be trying to make the best of the situation. You may be asking how to make use of the time that has been given. You may be grateful for the slower pace. Wherever you find yourself, I'd like you to say, it's okay to be where you are. We all need to have permission to be where we are. I have had to give myself permission to be where I am. Every journey begins with where we are. And likewise, we must start with where we are. The decisions I have had to make in this past week have been the hardest decisions I have had to make as your bishop. In fact, the past few weeks may have been the most difficult time in all of my 30 years of priesthood. I want to assure you that I have not made any of these decisions lightly or without consultation and prayer. I feel the weight of these decisions as I try to hear the Lord's voice speak to both your spiritual life and your health and well-being. I take both of these very seriously, your spiritual well-being and your health. Both of these are important to me. All that is happening is the subject of many conversations. Some voices urge us to do more. Some voices critique that the world is overacting. In the midst of all the noise, there is one fact, one undeniable biological fact that has most pierced my attention. The human person, the human body, has never seen the biological threat that is the coronavirus. This is a pandemic. I have a moral obligation to respond with prudence to a biological threat, one which the human body has never faced. And we must respond especially to protect the most vulnerable. The decision I made to cancel the public celebration of Mass came only after consulting with experts. When experts of the human body, experts in public safety, and experts in pandemics say that there is an urgency, we must listen. When all the experts and our federal, state, and local governments all say that there is a threat, we must listen. Although I feel it was the best decision to make, given this very real threat posed to our community, it nonetheless pained and pains me greatly. I have had to allow myself permission to experience all of this. 
and I have had to be more aware of what I was experiencing inside. Most importantly, I have had to take all of this to God in prayer and to ask God's help. All of this may affect you. For example, you may be asking yourself, why did God allow all this to happen? Why would the church close its doors in this most crucial time? Why is God abandoning me right at the moment when I need him the most? Don't we have faith that God will protect us? My brothers and sisters, these are very important questions. As we acknowledge where we are, questions naturally rise to the surface. And it's those questions that bring us to ask, where is God in the midst of all of this? Earlier, I mentioned that I wanted to share my heart with you by answering three questions. Where are we now? Where is God? And where are we going? I have shared about the question, where are we now? And this leads me to now ask, where is God? I recognize that it can be very difficult to see God in challenging situations such as this. However, I want to assure you that just because we don't see God doesn't mean he isn't here. Just because we can't touch him doesn't mean he's abandoned us. And just because we don't understand what's happening doesn't mean there is not a deeper truth that is present. St. Peter beautifully writes in his first letter to the whole church that, and I quote, without having seen Jesus, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him." End quote. God is with us, even when we don't see him. Seeing God's action in our lives doesn't validate his presence, just as not seeing God doesn't validate his absence. God is constant, unceasing, and unchanging. Let me share an example that might shed light on this. I am the second youngest of six children. When I was 16 years old, my brother Clyde died. He was 20 years old and died of leukemia. This time was extremely challenging for me and for my family. However, when Clyde died, it pierced a place of pain within me. When I was even younger, when I was only 10, my brother Luke died in an accidental drowning. Luke's death when I was 10 years old was difficult. As time passed, I somewhat buried the hurt. But when Clyde died, when I was 16, it forced me to face the pain of both deaths. 
Amidst the many emotions and questions, it was very difficult for me to see God. In the emotion of the moment, I couldn't see where God was in the midst of that painful time. At the age of 16, facing the death of my brother, the funeral, the grief, the questions, it was difficult to see God. But this didn't mean that God was not there. My emotions may have accused God of not being there, but my faith reminded me of his fidelity. This is what allowed me to continue to turn to God, even though I couldn't see him. Knowing that God was present, even if I couldn't see him, was what gave me hope when I couldn't see an end to the pain or even make sense of it. It was only when I was able to look back years later that I could see real evidence that God was with me at that time. In fact, he was exceptionally close. In these incredibly difficult days, I want you to hear the truth. Even if you can't see God's presence, know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is still here. God is still speaking. God is still working. Nothing, and I want you to hear this, absolutely nothing can change this. Nothing can prevent God from being active and present in our lives. Nothing about the current situation is meant to imply or suggest anything to the contrary. God is not abandoning you now, nor will he ever abandon you. In fact, just the opposite is true. God is drawn to our sufferings and hardships. God is drawn to our pain. God desires nothing more than to be with us in our pain and in hardship. God promised that he would never abandon us, and God will keep that promise. God has been faithful to each one of us in the personal trials of our own lives. And God has been faithful to the church as the church has gone through various trials through the centuries. God's fidelity to us will never end. I'm reminded of a text of the prophet Isaiah that I chose as my Episcopal motto, comfort my people. God desires nothing more than to bring comfort to his people when they are hurting. And he comforts us by assuring us that he is Emmanuel, God with us. One of the ways, in fact, a very important way, that God is with us is through his church. And I have heard you. Many have asked, 
Why would the church close its doors in this most crucial time? Why is God abandoning me right at the moment when I need him the most? Don't we have faith that God will protect us? I want to directly and confidently say that God is with you. And so is the Catholic Church of Homa Thibodeau. We are not abandoning you. We are not leaving you. I am here for you. Your priests are here for you. Your parishes are here for you. We are here for each other. It is now more than ever that we need the assurances that God is here. It is now more than ever that we need the assurances that the church is here. We are here, but it's going to look a little different. I shared with you just a few moments ago about my brothers Luke and Clyde. Like many of you, family is very important to me. My mother and father were and are good people. Perhaps you have heard me share that my mom now lives in a nursing home. My mom recently suffered several little TIA strokes and now can no longer speak. She does understand what is going on around her, but we can no longer have regular conversation. I recently began to pray the rosary with my mom on a visit because of her inability to speak. She enjoys the rosary very much, and she was able to follow along as I led the prayer. The last time I went to visit her, as I was praying with her, and while meditating on the mysteries, the Lord very clearly put into my heart to anoint my mom. Now, I usually don't think about this, as I have often been in contact with the priest who have anointed her regularly in the past. Without fully understanding why, I went to my car, I got my oil of the sick, and I gave her the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. Little did I know at that time what would follow after that visit. Because of the coronavirus and more recent precautions to protect the sick and vulnerable, I can no longer physically visit with my mom. Now, like many of you, my heart is split. As I face these challenges, part of my heart is also constantly with my mom. But because of that simple voice that led me to anoint her, there is also unmistakable peace. Even though I cannot be with my mom physically, God has given me the assurance that he is with her. I now have to be with my mom in a different way. 
and I understand that this is for her safety and the safety of all of those who are in her nursing home. As I have to adjust to being with my mom in a different way, in a similar fashion, God reminds me that he is still with me, although in a different way. My dear people, please hear me. We have to learn how to adjust. And as we do, God reminds us that he is still with us, although in a different way. Yes, I have made the difficult decision to temporarily cancel the public celebration of Mass. However, the church is not closing her doors. In fact, we are leaving the church doors open for you. All 38 Catholic churches in the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau are available for personal prayer each day. All your priest and I are praying daily and offering Mass privately for you and your loved ones. Furthermore, our priests will continue to make themselves available to you. They are here to pray with you and to talk with you. Granted, for the safety of all, we must respect social distancing, but we are here, here to listen to your confession and offer the Father's mercy. We are here with you as you mourn or bury your loved ones. We are here to celebrate the major life moments of baptism or marriage. We are here, but the way we will mourn and celebrate with you in these events will be different, for sure. And as just a few moments, I will offer details on how it will be different. I'm reminded of a phrase that has been important to our diocese these last few years. We are in this together. Together. We are in this together. That will never change. We are here. God is here. And together, we will continue to persevere. We started with three questions. Where are we now? Where is God? And where are we going? I have spoken about the question, where are we now? Which led me to speak about the question, where is God? Now, finally, I would like to turn to the question, where are we going? Where are we going? With the Lord and with one another, we are going into uncharted waters. We've never been here before. A significant concern for us is our health and well-being, and the health and well-being of others. When I say that we are in this together, it reminds us that we will persevere together. But being in this together also implies that what affects me affects others. My health and my commitment to stay healthy affects me and others. So for example, 
the decision to temporarily suspend the public celebration of Mass was a decision made to protect the health of all in our communities. Also, the most effective way to slow the spread of the coronavirus is social distancing. As your health is very important to me, social distancing is a new non-negotiable part of living in these days, including the way we live as a church. So things are going to look different. Our Catholic churches will remain open. However, they will remain open in such a way that we stay healthy. Confessions will remain available for the time being. However, it might look and feel different as we provide the sacrament of reconciliation within the context of social distancing. Baptisms, weddings, and funerals will remain available for the time being, but may only be celebrated with less than 10 people in attendance. Priest will remain available for the time being, however your being with them might look and feel different within the context of social distancing. These precautions are undertaken to slow the transmission of the coronavirus and again to protect all of us, especially the most vulnerable, while at the same time providing safe ways in which we can help you find God in the midst of it all. Things are going to look different, not only in what happens in your parish, but also in how we communicate with you. Starting tomorrow, Thursday, March 19th, the Diocese of Homotibido is initiating a new communications campaign to help us to find God in the midst of all of this. At this time, we may not be able to offer the Eucharist in person. However, daily Mass, including Sunday Mass, will be available by way of video, available online on our diocesan website and Facebook page, as well as on HTV. Furthermore, we are committed to helping you not only find God, but to also rediscover the art of living. Many of you are spending more time at home, more time with family, and more time away from what is familiar. However, it may be uncomfortable for some to admit that we don't know what to do at home or how to be with our family or what to do with all this time. Because of the pace with which many of us live our lives or the accelerated changes within our society, it may not surprise us that we have to rediscover the art of conversation or rediscover the art of authentic relationships or rediscover the art of prayer. As I said, the lifestyle changes in this challenging time 
may reveal that we need to rediscover the art of living. Therefore, starting tomorrow, Thursday, March 19th, the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau will also be introducing new daily podcasts, and soon after that, new video productions, all designed to help us rediscover the art of living. We will tackle tough theological questions, offer spiritual direction, and provide concrete tips for families who are facing new challenges. For more, I invite you to visit our website, www.htdiocese.org. Our new communications campaign is a response to what God is asking of us during these difficult times. And we all need to respond to what God is asking of us. Earlier, when I shared with you the story of my mom, I mentioned that during my last visit, the Lord very clearly put it in my heart to anoint her. God spoke and I listened. God asked me to do something and I responded. My dear friends, God is speaking. And while the lifestyle changes designed to slow the transmission of the coronavirus may force us to slow down, it is in the slowing down that more of us may hear God's voice. Let us pay attention to his promptings as he continues to guide us. Trust that God will tell us what we should do. He may do this by tugging on our heart or by prompting us to pray or how, showing us how to love our families or to check in on an elderly neighbor in an appropriate way. These challenging times may affect how we interact with each other, but it does not eliminate our call to love one another. God knows how to guide us through this. My encouragement is for us to listen. In fact, I would like to conclude with a personal invitation to do just that. I would like all of us to do this and to do this together. 3 p.m. is known as the hour of divine mercy, for it is at 3 p.m. that our Lord Jesus Christ gave his very life for us on that very first Good Friday. Therefore, I'm inviting every one of us to stop what we are doing every day at 3 p.m. to offer a simple prayer. Whether we are Catholic or not, whether we are Christian or not, each of us can pause together at 3 p.m. and ask God for help. Now imagine for a moment what would happen if every one of us together every day were united in prayer in this manner. Imagine if every one of us in South Louisiana joined together to do something together 
and experienced a unity at a time in our history when we need unity the most. This may sound simple, but I am convinced that there is grace waiting for us. I ask you to join me and thousands of others every day at 3 p.m. For more resources and guidance, I invite you to visit our website, www.htdiocese.org. Know of my prayers and my deep concern for you every day. May new seasons of grace envelop your families during this period of concern. In new ways, may we discover God with us now when we need him the most. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.